Hello again, and welcome to another Word of Encouragement video for you. Yes, it's quiet in the house today, but I'm out here really spiritually in the garden with you. Yes, 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 let them come on in, yeah. Lots of people are coming, and there is one special group that I have just sort of been introduced to, some congressional leaders. Yeah, they are bringing their friends, both at the local, state, and national levels from all over the world. We have politicians in every state, city. You might call them elders. You might call them grandparents. Yeah. They are the ones who make the rules. Some of them are ancient. Some of them are ancient traditions that they have lived under and with all their lives that were passed on to them and their grandparents, even if it goes against the laws of their nation. Yeah, I've just met a lot of them. Many of them are now my spiritual children because they are lost. They are being challenged in so many ways by the younger generation. And these congressional leaders, as you might call them, are elders mm -hmm. or guardians. Maybe you call them a king. Maybe you call them a emperor. They too are trying in their own way to help you, to protect traditions that they know. And they're trying to pass them on to you. And I just got introduced to the, uh, many, many of them yesterday. It was a busy day yesterday. I don't know about your day, but my day is always one of Lots of things to do in the flesh and the natural, around the house, around the yard. Yeah, just normal, everyday, natural things. But then in the spirit, my goodness, I was learning and growing and visiting countries and nations, hearing wonderful, wonderful things. Mm -hmm. And then I met some wonderful people, and they heard about me. They wanted to be my spiritual child. That's right. So I got another child. Yeah, that's right. So welcome all of you who are leaders of whatever level, even if you were just a grandmother or grandfather, the elder of your tribe, your nation, your city. Mm -hmm. Welcome here in the Garden of Eden the spiritual place on earth where your spirit who is still here and not has had to depart because of death of the physical body can come and you will meet the living creatures, the garden where we as human beings began and got kicked out of. But you're back now. The door has been shown to you, and you are being drawn here now. So you can hear of this love 
of the great creator of the Garden of Eden. Can't see it with your natural eyes, but sometimes a lot of people through movies and songs and artwork and even motion videos are trying to show it to you so you will believe in it. Yes, this is a motion video. I get it from Pixabay. It's a free ministry that you may use free downloads. I can't get all of them because some of them are too big for my laptop. But thank you, Pixabay, for this one. And we want to thank Zoom because that's who I'm recording through. That's right. And we want to thank all the companies that make gaming computers. I'm using one right now. That's right. And, and the reason I use that is I need a lot of storage space. I download a lot of things. I upload. I don't quite yet have a real fast internet. I'm on a Wi-Fi, a router system. The other, my husband is plugged in at his computer to the landline internet service that comes in. I get it by Wi-Fi. So my system of upload and download is much slower than his. And I found that out through Restream and live streaming. I don't quite have a fast enough system, so I won't buffer. Oh, my goodness. When I did a live stream, because I'm on Wi-Fi, it was horrible. So I chose to do pre-recorded videos instead and live stream them. Then I found out that you have to have the pro plan, the professional plan of Zoom in order to get more than just 30 minutes of Zoom. So I had to pay for that. I don't pay for too much, but just the bare necessities. I don't live very, what you would call expensive, being almost, probably by the time you get this, I'll be 70. I just sit at home, try to eat very little. I don't go out, don't go to games. I'm not out there like I used to be in the world spending money. I'm already thinking, oh, I'm going to be out of here one day. Maybe in 30 years or more, that put me over 100. And I'll pass on a lot of finances to my children and my grandchildren. That's right. But for right now, I'm just sitting in my living room with one laptop and just as basic as I can be to help you. And in these words of encouragement that I'm trying to bring to you each week, this one is number 39 of the year 2022. We only have 52 weeks, you know, and we're in number 39. Yeah. So hopefully I'll get through it very soon and I'll begin. I will be able to start in the year 2023. Doesn't take me too long to do these, but I got many other series of books and stories to also record. But I have to have quiet days. Some days there's so many trucks and cars and husbands at home making noise, dog is barking. He's out right now. 
for an hour and a half, maybe two hours. So I get to record, be with you. Of course, I can be with you in the spirit anytime I want to. But right now, we're going to do number 39 of Words of Encouragement. And the title of it is, Is the Lord God of King David of the Bible, the Holy Bible, your shield, your glory, the lifter of your head? Mm -hmm. And so we're going to do that one in this word of encouragement. You know, I love to ask you questions about yourself. That's how I learned. God was always asking me, is this you? Is that you? Could you be one of these guys from the Bible? Are you acting this way? Is this what your soul is thinking? So I learned to be asked by God many questions. I learned how to evaluate myself, my thoughts, my desires, and put them before the Lord for his judgment. Because his is the best. He's got the clearest eyes, the righteous mind, and he will judge my thoughts, my concepts of my soul. He'll judge my spirit and tell me where I need improvement, what needs to go, who I need to not be around anymore. Maybe uh, something I was doing that season was over with, I need to move on. Maybe I need to let go of something. Maybe I need to destroy an old ancient tradition that I had been holding on to. Maybe my pride or anger gets in the way. He's got to deal with that. So he deals with me and he helps me to see what is going on. Then I can repent, ask him to help me and take it out. So there's nothing in me that's not of him. When he looks at my spirit, he sees himself. When he looks and hears of my soul, which does talk, and it has concepts and principles, he sees the kingdom of heaven, not anything else from this world. So welcome, welcome to your time to look at yourself. Once you can do that, you can help others to look at themselves as well. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being with us today. We thank you for Pixabay and this wonderful motion video. We thank you for Zoom and all the companies that make laptops and iPhones and that make speakers and microphones and cameras. We thank you for the wonderful minds that create these things. Now, Father, we know with anything they can be used for righteous goodness, for your glory, or used for the other guy. So thank you for helping me to use these wonderful gifts of invention, imagination, technology to tell people about you, that they can, so they can learn about themselves. Yeah, through these words of encouragement. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, your teacher that's here helping us as I teach your words out into the realm of the spirit. We thank you for all that you do, for your great love of us, 
and for never leaving us alone, no matter what condition we were in. Thank you, Father, for never, ever breaking your everlasting covenant to us. I know it was stretched, turned away from, denied, broken from our side, but you never broke your word to us. I know that you've always been there. Even if you had to go in time out yourself to deal with your own feelings towards us. But you came back. You always loved us. So thank you for being here now with us as we learn and grow about you and ourselves. In the name of Christ Jesus, the son of the living God, you, your word made flesh that you sent to set us free of ignorance and slavery to sin and death. We thank you. In the name of Jesus, amen. Okay. We're going to go to Psalms out of the authorized King James Bible. I use that one because there is no commentaries from any denomination, any person. It's just the directly translated words from Aramaic, maybe, Hebrew, Greek, into English is what I read. It may be direct into your language, but there's no commentaries. I got to go to the Webster's Dictionary and the Strong Concordance to look up the Hebrew meaning, the Greek meaning, and what the dictionary says are the meaning of words. God taught me years ago that was how I was to study. Now, if you don't have those means to do that, just ask him to show you in nature, teach you in dreams, help you to understand, even though you don't have those. Even if you don't have a written Bible, Bibles are online, audio versions. I just helped a lady in Pakistan. She just discovered the Urdu Bible, video and audio, complete 66 books on YouTube. Thank you, YouTube. You are a wonderful platform. She didn't know that because they're all stuck with just one form of the Bible. And if you don't even have the Bible, God will give it to you in your dreams. He'll read the Bible to you. He'll take you to Bible classes. He'll bring you to the garden. He'll make all sorts of ways, songs, nature, circumstances. He will not waste anything to help you to learn and grow about him, the kingdom of heaven, and yourself. That's right. So let's go to Psalms, was written by King David, the second king of Israel in the Old Testament. Psalms was could have been a song, a prayer, a petition that King David wrote to us to help us. God, this... King David was a musician, a king, a politician. That's right. He was trying to help us understand much. And he still does, even though he's on up in heaven. Psalms 3, 1 through 3. And this is going to help us answer this question. That is the title of this word of encouragement. Is the Lord God 
of King David, your shield, your glory, and the lifter of your head. So let's go to Psalms 3. This one was a prayer, a petition. When King David was fleeing Jerusalem, because his son Absalom, who was trying to take over the kingship of Jerusalem and Israel, was chasing him. There's a great movie, if you want to watch it, about David. It's a movie. And it shows this, where Absalom was feeling left out, second place, encouraged by a general to take the throne and anoint himself. So he went up on a high mountain, but he first, David had to run from him. He was trying to kill David. Because the rule is, as long as the king is alive, he's the ruler. So you'd have to kill the king so you could become the ruler. Thank goodness the king of the Bible, King Jesus and King his father, never die. That's right. So you can't kill them and they can't be replaced. So here in this Psalms, Absalom was seeking to take David's crown and throne of Israel. So we're going to listen to David's heart cries about this. Verse one, Lord, how are they increased that spiritually trouble me? Many are they that rise up against me. Have you ever felt that way in the natural or in the spiritual? Troubled people rising up against you. They could be in words, shunning, out now on social media, tweets, hacked, taken off of certain platforms. And you're sorrowful, fearful. And there are many of those that do that. Mm -hmm. And he says, they're rising up against me. Verse 2, many there be which say of my soul, there is no help for me and God. So many people say that. <laughs> what are you going to do? Call on your God? What's he going to do? He can't supersede the laws. We're in charge. Where is your God? Tell him to show up and save you. Many people who've been put to the crucifixion were told that. Show us your God. Have him show up here and save you. We don't believe you. He's real. There's no help for you. What I learned long, long ago when I first got started, when I began helping multi-generational Satanists, in their childhood, their infancy, they were severely abused to help form and create multiple personalities. Satan learned that the soul and the spirit would disassociate. And whatever you were told at that time of trauma or whatever you were seeking for safety, you would become, you would create that. And they would even trick these children 
They'd say, where is this Jesus that loves you? He's not here. He can't save you. See, he can't stop us from abusing you. Where is he? He's no God. And if they tried to leave their bodies to escape, there were demons around to stop them. They were trying to prove to the spirit and soul, God is not a God of help. He cannot help you. And even nowadays, you hear it. There is a separation of church and state. We're not to bring him into our schools, our governments, our meetings. I was just on a Zoom meeting yesterday for the first time with local community leaders for homeless and mental health and drug and substance abuse problems. Now, the leader of one of those who works with homeless, he normally would open up with prayer, but my computer was not working. My sound was not working. So I don't know if he did. All the people that are involved in helping community problems are basically religious people. They believe in God. But when it comes to helping people with substance abuse problems, mental health problems, homelessness, they don't seem to call on God or call a prayer meeting or pray or seek his counsel for help. And then what I had to do is I knew that wasn't right. I knew there had to be a collaboration unity, equal partners between spirituality and psychiatry, mental health. I learned long ago, we are a three-part being. We have a physical body that gets out of balance, and the psychiatrists love it. They don't want it to be out of balance. It can get tumors and diseases, and the psychiatrist works there making sure everything, all the chemicals, nutrients, electromagnetism, the hormones, everything's in order. And when it's out of order, they try to help it. And we love them. We love the medical community. They are a part of the helping profession. Then you have the counselors, the social workers, they're dealing with the soul, trying to change and help anger problems and uh, resolve trauma from abuse. They're working with the soul and it needs help. We need everybody to realize that. And people work in that area. But then what's left out is the spiritual. Most people are spiritual. They believe in a higher power. They believe in a God. They believe in his words, his peace, his healing, his deliverance. But that's not brought in in most cases when solving community problems. So in this one connection I have, I watched videos of psychiatrists learning spirituality. Belief in God is vital for them to learn about. When people hear God's voice, it may not be a psychiatry problem. So they're trying to study what does it sound like hearing a God's voice. And they realize that that whole realm, religion, spirituality, people's faith in God, the peace, the songs, the fellowship is vital 
to helping and healing people with mental health problems and substance abuse and drug abuse problems that hasn't quite yet filtered over into the transgender, the lesbian, the gay community, because they are struggling also. So many of them are having many issues about those things and explaining it to their children, why they might have two mothers or two dads. And where's my mama? And it's not there. And the transgenders, they are so confused on who they are on the inside. And they're trying to change the biological to line up with what they feel and think and believe. But spirituality is not there yet. So I was doing that yesterday, then sending all these wonderful videos to a congressman. That's right. Who's working in this area to try to help them see a partnership that needs to be created and built. So David is telling us that there are so many people telling him there is no help for you in this God that you believe in, David. You may have heard that also. Verse number three. But you, O oh Lord, King David says, are a shield. That's what these are, shields. You protect me. For me, he says, you are my glory. What does that mean? That means you are the one that helps me. You protect me. You shepherd me. You are the one I'm going to look to for help. Doesn't matter if they don't see it, if I don't believe it in my soul. But you are my glory. You are my victory. When you win, I win. You are my light. You are my knowledge, my strength. You are my, you help set me free from ignorance and sin and death. I'm going to look to you, he says. You are my strength when all these many voices are coming against me, threatening me, pursuing me, telling me there is no hope from me. There is no hope for me from you. But deep on my inside, in my spirit, I'm going to say, no, no, Lord, you are my shield. You protect me spiritually. You are my glory, my victory. You are my light when things are dark around me. You are my strength when I have none and I can't find any within me. And you are the lifter of my head. You do not look on me with shame and guilt. You raise my head up. Say, honey, I love you. Lift up. I'll help you. Hold your head up high. You are my child. I have fought battles for you, traveled through space and time. Don't be discouraged. You are loved no matter what they tell you. I am here to help you. And I will. When no one else will. Here's a story what that looks like. I had this young man, a high satanic priest 
He was in a clan called the Black Forest Clan out of Germany. He said in the third place around the table, the international Illuminati and Brotherhood. His family was to bring forth the false prophet. That in the days of the Antichrist to come, one of their descendants would be the false prophet. Mm -hmm. That was sort of like equal to John the Baptist preparing the way. Well, this young man told me he became my spiritual son through his daughter. His name was Isaac, Isaac Williams. That's not his real name. And he had multiple personalities. He worked out in the world as, I don't know, real estate, banker, something. But behind the scenes, he was a major controller of drugs and human trafficking, child pornography. He worked through his powerful, powerful demonic spirits that he had gotten in childhood. He conducted satanic meetings, killed people, killed babies and infants, drank blood and urine, was a horrible programmer of children and uh, infants to help them disassociate. He would help them create the personalities they wanted. He was able to create dark side parts that served Satan and light side parts that were out in the world, went to school, worked, went to church, raised their hands, sang songs, but they had the other side. Mm -hmm. They were one who were many, but they were many were one. And this Isaac, uh, he had gotten saved and Something has to die when that happens over there. So he was going to have to go to a, to a satanic meeting and kill his chosen child. Mm -hmm. And he knew he had to do it in order for him to live. He was trained that you go over to the other side, to this God that Pastor Deborah serves and the God of the Bible. Somebody's going to die. Pay the price. And Isaac was a very prolific reproducer. He had lots of sex and a lot of children all over the world. Met lots of them. In this case, he was to kill a, one of his own, one that was right in the line of succession. And he told me, and there was no way that this God that I believed in, the God of the Bible, that he just barely learned about could help him or stop him. He had to do it. Now, I'm on the telephone when this is happening, and I prayed a prayer. Father, show yourself off. Show yourself like you did to King David, that there is no help from anybody but you, and you are his shield and his lifter, his strength, his victory, his glory. For him to learn it, his son to learn it, Satan to be remembered of it, the demons to see it, and all other human spirits in the name of Jesus, right there on the phone. I was in the meeting, standing right next to Isaac. The hand was up. The knife was coming down to kill this child. And God stopped it. Dissolved the knife. Gone. Angels showed up. The demons fled. The human spirit spouted. And God had showed himself, I am your help. I am your victory. 
I am your shield, your protector. Yes, I can do what others say I cannot do. Right there, Isaac and so many learned that this God would help them in their times of trouble. When they were threatened and had to kill and didn't want to, he showed up in a satanic meeting and he stopped the killing of his son. Isaac couldn't believe it. Everybody was shocked. They had never seen this God do this before. They had heard about him. But he was dead, powerless to them. But he had now risen up and he was moving in the darkness of multi-generational Satanism, witches, the occult. That's right. The Illuminati, the brotherhood. He was now going to move through kings and queens and emperors. He was going to show himself off. So he would live up to what David believed he was. That you, O Lord of the Bible, the king of Israel and King David are our shield. You will protect me. You are our glory, our victory, our strength, our light. And you are the lifter of my head. And there is no one else but you for me. Can you say this about King David's God? Have you ever experienced something like Isaac did? If you ask him, he will help you. He will help you out in death. He will not leave you alone. He may have to let death take its course. But he is not leaving your spirit. He will get it. At the moment of death, he's right there. When you're being abused, he gave you the ability to disassociate. To leave your body. You hear all about that in near-death experiences. That's the part he's after. The old dirt, flesh, it must be destroyed. It's a part of this earth. This earth is cursed because of us. We shed blood on it. The earth itself has cursed us. Now you can ask the earth to forgive you. Speak blessings over it. But that's what's going on with sickness and disease. It has a right to be in your body. You misuse your body. The genes are changed. We know that. That there are genetic predispositions, even to mental health or substance abuse. The genes were changed back in the garden when the Holy Spirit left. And we were picked up by another father, Satan himself, the adversary. And he put his stamp, his image and likeness in the genes and the eggs of the first Adam and first female woman. Our genes were biologically perverted. Then throw in through time, we have pesticides, chemicals. We don't eat right. We let stress control us. We're in war. We're angry. Always fighting. We're not a peaceful nation or kingdom within. Our soul is not peaceful. 
Our spirit is not peaceful. Fear is ruling. The fear of death is strong in us. But David is saying, he's not going to do that. He's not going in those directions with those thoughts. He's going to look on his God, the God that was his as a little boy out in the fields with the sheep. He's going to say, when all my enemies rise up against me, and they are telling me there is no help for me from you. I am going to say, you are my shield of protection. You are my glory. You are my light and strength and the lifter of my head when no one else is there. David had to do a lot of inner talk with his soul. His soul would get downcast and fearful and angry. And his spirit would have to rise up and say, we aren't going to do that. We aren't going to think that way. We are going into the presence of the Lord. We're going to believe this, that this Lord is our shield, not what we hear from other people, not what is showing us in our circumstances. He's going to protect us spiritually he's our help he's our glory we're going to listen to those words not your feelings of fear or anger or the lust of your flesh or the lust of your eyes or the pride of life we're not going to do that soul david had an inner kingdom a spirit soul and the physical body and so do you so you must learn to say this from your spirit but first you have to believe it, and then you have to hear it, because you cannot believe it until you hear it. Then you start speaking it to yourself, and you tell your soul, you listen, this is what we're going to feel, what we're going to believe and declare. But you, O oh Lord, the God of King David, the God of Israel, the God of the Holy Bible, the Father of Christ Jesus, you, God, are our shield that protect us. You are our glory. You are our light and strength and the lifter of our head when no one else is there. That has to be your internal beliefs of your spirit. And it must speak to your soul. And your soul must relay that to your physical body that will bring peace and calm. The stress hormones will lay down. That's right. It's all interconnected. Spirit, soul, and physical body. Three that are in one. One that is three. That's right. So can you say this about yourself? Do you do this with yourself? David's here to help us, teach us what he had to do. In times of trouble, when people were saying, God doesn't belong in this place. We have to separate God from the state. That's the problem. But the problem is they put the wrong God. They put religion. They didn't put the God of the Bible as the head of the nation. Mm -mm. We saw those wars. We see that now in many countries where they're trying to make a certain religion. The government. It doesn't work on this realm of the natural unless you are a 
very intelligent, spiritual person. Mm -hmm. So we're in war. David told us that. And there are people that say, your God doesn't belong here. He can't help you. We don't want him here. He has no say in what we do, in our laws that we pass. We serve the flag. We might serve a constitution. We might serve a political party or an individual or our traditions or our culture. You aren't going to take that from us for this God. So the nation, the people, they remain in ignorance and slavery. And they brutalize their women and their boys. They sell them for money, profits. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, can you say this about you? Could you be a King David and rise up and say this about the God of King David? And that is your word of encouragement for today. Mm -hmm. I want to help you. And if you don't even know this God, King David, and you have no relationship with him, let's take care of that. He's right here right now. And he wants to meet you. Mm -hmm. He's right here. Look, turn around. There he is. Can you see him? Yes, that light, that's him. He wants you to know about him, to love him, to know that he wants to help you. He wants you as his child. Yes, this God has children. There's other gods down there. They don't have children. But we learn that gods do have children from the Greeks mm -hmm, and the Egyptians. But somewhere along the line, that got lost. And now it's all about the prophets of this of a God, but they don't call themselves children. That's, they say their God has no children. We have come a long way away from a God having children. But ancients believed in that. So you see him back there? If you would like to be his child and him to be your father, just say yes in your mind, your spirit, which is here. And it's done. You'll get a Hebrews 4.12 out of the soul. Mm -hmm. It's a spiritual circumcision where the soul is cut to release you and free you out into the world of light and truth. Mm -hmm. And you enter into the everlasting covenant with him. As his child, he looks at you as his firstborn. Mm -hmm. And you will inherit wonderful inheritance. And he'll teach you. And all you have to do is set your free will and say yes, and it's done. Dear Heavenly Father, as they are answering your question, if they want to be your child. And as they answer yes, you know what to do, Father. And if they're not sure yet, we still love them. And they'll come later. But Father, do what you are called to do. What your word has decreed in Isaiah 61 and 62. And here in Psalms with David. That they can say about you. That you are their shield. And you will protect them. That you are their glory. And their light and their strength. And the lifter of their head. 
when no one else is there. Help them to learn that, to trust you and be in a relationship with you as a father and a child. Father, this is your work and be about it. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay, I'll see you next week in another word of encouragement. You just stay here while he's doing his work. And when you're finished and he's finished, he'll send you on your way back to where you came from. Bye.